Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Humboldt, California with my good friend and fellow boarding area travel blogger, Ian Snyder of Family Flies Free. Ian has lived in Humboldt area since he was a young boy and loves the natural beauty of the Redwoods. In this episode, Ian and I talk about hiking through Redwood National Park, exploring the picturesque Victorian village of Ferndale, and visiting the trees of mystery. You hear these three fun stories, plus so much more in this interview. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Humboldt. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Using airline miles and hotel points makes travel affordable, but keeping track of all those loyalty programs can be a challenge. That's why I use AwardWalt to track my miles and points balances, reservations, and special goodies like free hotel night certificates and airline companion passes. Having everything in one easy-to-use dashboard helps ensure that I don't lose any rewards and makes logging into my accounts super easy. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash award wallet to start your free account. Hey Ian, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey Lee, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So you and I both blog at a website called Boarding Area. And so during our conversation, talking about your area where you live in Humboldt, California, and I'm like, you know what? I got to have you on. I used to know all about Humboldt back in college days. You know, had a reputation. <laughs> I did. But I know there's a lot more to go on in Humboldt with the Redwoods and everything else. So I had to have you on the show. Thanks for having me on. We do have a bit of reputation up here, but I hope that I can talk about this lovely corner of California where I live and give you a bit of insight into all the cool things that are to do and see up here. For the people who aren't really familiar with Humboldt, where exactly in California is that? So Humboldt is a county that I've lived in for the vast majority of my life. It is up on the far north coast of California. So I always joke with folks and they'll call San Francisco, Northern California, because to me, it's not even close to Northern California. (laughs) If you fly into San Francisco or are in San Francisco and you head five hours north on Highway 101, you will be in the middle of our county. That's about how far. That's by car. So it's quite a distance. And we're coastal. So, I mean, the county fronts Pacific Ocean and we're in the middle of the Redwoods, essentially. Nice. Okay. So from where you are, would you say that you're actually closer to the Oregon border than to San Francisco? Absolutely. Yeah. Oregon's a little under two hours away. And then San Francisco is about five. So Oregon is a much easier drive if we wanted to go up there. But the thing is heading up Southern Oregon, it's about as rural as it is here. And then the next closest city, I guess, of sorts is probably Medford. And I think it's four and a half hours away. Oh, wow. That's still quite a distance. In Humboldt, like you said, that's kind of like a county within California. You actually live in Ferndale. Is that correct? That is correct. So I have lived in Ferndale for, oh man, 11 plus eight. So 19 years of my life. And that is most of my life still at this point. (laughs) So my parents moved up here when, when I was five. And my sisters were three and one. They found a place here in this tiny town called Ferndale. It has a nickname. It's called the Victorian Village. And we have the most beautiful main street. It's well-preserved up here. And it's actually uh, in its own right. I mean, not just our whole area, but Ferndale in its own right. It's a destination for some folks who want to come see this cute little town. At the age of five, you probably didn't really have much of a choice uh, to move there. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) As an adult, though, what's the main thing that kind of keeps you there in Ferndale? When I was a kid, I... I mean, I'm just living life and this is where we lived and we're 
mom and dad brought us and I don't have any memories really or I have very few memories prior to that. So it just became home. I mean, we were here for 11 years. So from when I was five to when I was about 16, we lived in Ferndale and it just became, it became home. I fell in love with the town. It's only about 1300 people. So it was a very small town. Uh, it's hard to describe as if you haven't been here, the whole the sense of place you get and the beauty of the valley across this old bridge called Fern Bridge heading into town and kind of the whole, the whole Eel Valley opens up before you crest at the top of the bridge and look out over the agricultural lands by the Eel River. It's just a beautiful, beautiful area. And I guess more than anything, besides the fact that family is here, it just became home. My wife grew up here too, and it's just the place that I've always been. And I have had thoughts of, of leaving California in particular, but we just can't get away. It's such a great corner of the world to live. Absolutely. I mean, as somebody myself that left California, it's hard to leave. I mean, it, you have a lot of beauty there. There's a lot to love about California, but you know there are some great areas outside of California as well. So if you had to describe Ferndale and Humboldt in like one or two words, like the area or the people, how would you do that? Oh, man. <laughs> there could go so many ways with this because of our reputation. So we Humboldt County is known nationally as the epicenter of marijuana farming. But I kind of want to minimize that angle on this <laughs> show because I'm not at all involved. Yeah, you're not partaking of that. <laughs> I've ever been involved in that. And that's the Humboldt State University, which, which is where I went to college. That's the um, reputation that the school has. But if I had to describe our area personally and what it really means to me, I would say just isolated. Okay. I mean, people do come up here to visit and I want to absolutely showcase why it's an area worth visiting. But the fact that you have to drive five hours from the nearest actual big city to get up here is just, and it's a windy road at times heading all the way up here and the weather can be nasty. The county itself feels kind of cohesive because there's multiple towns, but you just end up in this rural, beautiful, isolated area. And that's really a part of the charm up here. There's the whole section called the Lost Coast. It's one of the drives I enjoy most. And you can be out there for miles and miles and not see another person or see another car. And so the rural, isolated aspect of visiting here and getting out of even just out of the towns, um, it quickly hits you. So like it's a long drive, but... I'm sure it's a really pretty drive between all the redwoods and just like the scenery throughout the drive, I'm sure is just remarkable. It is. It is. So when you're heading up from the south, you do start hitting the redwood forest. As you enter the county, there's a uh, state park, Richardson Grove State Park, and you drive literally like feet from the redwoods. And it's a section of road that people have often wanted to straighten out or bypass around because you're, you literally have markers on the road. I mean, a foot from the tree and a foot from the road. <laughs> so basically, like, don't hit this redwood right here. And Highway 101 snaking. It's two lanes at that point and just snaking straight through the trees. And that's kind of like your first taste of the natural beauty of, of the area. The highway itself brings you straight through the redwoods. Oh, wow. We actually used to camp down there at that state park in particular when I was a kid. My parents did for three, four years in a row. We'd go for a full week in the summer because it gets warmer and you can swim in the eel down there. And it's a great state park. There's some hiking to do. That's kind of, in my mind, the gateway into the county. Okay. So if people wanted to come visit you in Ferndale and Humboldt, would they fly into San Francisco? Is that the best way? Or is there a local airport? How do people get there? So there are two options. Both have their pros and cons. It, it really depends on your personal situation. We do have a local airport. It's called Arcadia Eureka Airport. 
and the airport code is ACV. I have flown in and out of there many times. The issue here is twofold. One, fares are always expensive. It's a tiny regional airport, and to even head down, like to fly nonstop to San Francisco or Los Angeles is often $300 round trip. That probably sounds absolutely obscene for a 35-minute flight or 65-minute flight for either of those two hops. Flying anywhere else in the country, you often pay anywhere from $450 to $850, depending on where you're going. It's really, really expensive for domestic travel. So flying a family in and out of here, impossible. It's too much, which is why I use, if I do fly out of here, almost every time personally, I use miles. If I fly out for work, I fly out for work and they, it puts the bill. But we do have our, we do have our airport if you want to, if you want to fly into there. And it's convenient. I mean, it's north of Arcata and you are 30 minutes from many places you may want to see in the county. But for people who want to save a little more money, going to be renting a car anyway to get around, flying to the Bay Area or Sacramento, and then driving up is the is an option. So Sacramento is about four and a half hours from Humboldt County. So it's slightly closer. There's less traffic. I actually prefer that. So that is my tip for traveling here is flying to SMF. Okay. If you're coming from somewhere else, unless you have a reason to go into SFO. Sure. So even if you're flying into the local airport, would you recommend renting a car then as well? <laughs> You'll have to. So okay. we do have one bus line that runs north-south through the county. And you can get around, but it will not go anywhere that you really want to go. So unfortunately, renting a car is a must here. It's just because of how rural of an area it is. And to get around to see any of the state parks, the national parks, the beach, to do some hiking, you'll have to rent a car. Okay. We fly in, whether it's the local airport or down to San Francisco or Sacramento, and then we're driving in. Where should we stay? Should we stay in Ferndale, one of the local other towns? What should we look at? I would love it if you'd come stay in Ferndale because it's such a beautiful, cute little town. But again, with 1,300 people, we have zero chain hotels. So if you're someone looking to use points for stays and such, like I often am traveling around, it's not not an option. So we have some very beautiful bed and breakfasts. So there's there's a couple in particular that I'd recommend, one being the Victorian Inn. It's kind of at the very end of town. It's a very beautiful old Victorian building. And there's another one called the Gingerbread Mansion Inn. There's some Airbnbs and other stuff in town as well, but those are options right here in Ferndale. Other than that, there's a number of other hotels in the area. There's a couple across the river in a town called Fortuna, Choice Hotel Properties. There's a Holiday Inn Express up in Eureka, which is the county seat. And there's another Holiday Inn Express up by Arcata Airport. The other one I need to recommend is if you want to head up to the National Park, there's one just over the county border into Del Norte County. There's a Holiday Inn Express up by Redwood National Park that in the summer when rates are high is an excellent value on points. It's 30,000 points a night for that IHG property. All right. So when we come to visit, what time of year should we plan to visit? So our weather is mild through most of the year and you can really visit successfully anywhere from probably April all the way through October. Most of the rain here is in the winter and it gets chilly, but we don't really freeze. So even if you came in December or January, it's going to be chilly, but it's not going to be like Minnesota cold. So it's California. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> but um, in general, the best times of the year, in my mind, if you want to hit our peak weather and also with fewer people in some of the hiking and state parks and places to visit, I would highly recommend September. The weather's still beautiful. I mean, all the summer's nice. If you need to come summer anywhere from June through August is really nice. But September is, in my mind, the best month because the weather's still really good. It's still fairly warm. The days are longer. 
and we still have no rain, you're almost guaranteed to have a great experience in terms of catching the best of both worlds. And it's probably less crowded with the kids back in school and everything like that as well. Exactly. So you have the same weather you'd have the month before, but without all the people. <laughs> nice. So obviously the Redwood National Forest is one of like the major attractions in the area. What are some of the other things to do? There's really a lot, and most of it is going to be outdoor type stuff. So like I've mentioned already multiple times, Redwood National Park, and then in particular, Prairie Creek Redwoods State Park, which is kind of inside the national park, is just an amazing place to visit. Besides that, you have other state parks. You have Patrick's Point State Park, which is up north of a little town called Trinidad. And I can also talk about Trinidad, like Ferndale, cute little town, beautiful spot and cove and beaches right there. There's two nearby, one of which um, we've gone to many times called Moonstone Beach. It's a beautiful place to go for and a highly popular one here in Humboldt County. Besides that, if you want to get a little taste of the towns here, there's some great places to go right on the plaza in Arcata, a few good restaurants. And um, Arcata is the, the college town. That's where Humboldt State University is. It can be both great and it can be, be weird. It can be, it's a, it's a mix of both. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I was up there for many years going to school and it has its charm as well. So, um, And then Old Town Eureka, there's some shopping, dining, places to go. Highway 101 will take you straight through Eureka and then kind of between southbound Highway 101 and the bay is the old town section. I end up there a few times a year, usually wandering around, checking out the shops and stuff like that. Moving further south, I mean, there's Ferndale. People will spend the day in Ferndale seeing the beautiful Victorian buildings, seeing the shops here, enjoying the charm of, of our town as well. Another thing I've done multiple times is take this drive I love in particular out through the Lost Coast. And it's a 100-mile loop, which probably sounds crazy, but that's literally how, how far the road winds. And it is absolutely stunningly beautiful. It's, it's rugged. If you rent like a tiny Ford Focus or something, I wouldn't recommend driving out there. But if you have something, at least an SUV, it's absolutely worth driving out through these tiny towns called Petrolia and Honeydew, head out to the beach out there. It's something I've loved to do every couple of years, usually take that drive. That sounds like a lot of fun, you know, especially like it probably doesn't cost much, right? You obviously got gas. Gas, which is expensive here. I mean, it's dropping and it's, but I can't remember the last time it's been under $3. But still versus paying admission to a bunch of different places. Is there an admission for like the national park and the, and the state parks? So the national park itself is free as far as I understand but much the hiking you'll want to do is not located in the national park. It's located in the state park. So the state parks do have a fee for day use. It's like eight, 10 bucks, something like that. It's not a lot. So it's a, it's a small entry fee for those. So you're not paying through the nose for the hiking you can do. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty much, you know, for you and I both have families and it's like a great family opportunity to go out there and, and be one with nature, exploring everything, going for some hikes getting your kids away from the screens, <laughs> yep. you know, and uh, out there just exploring, you know, all these massive redwood trees and, and all the great hikes and views that you can see from out there. Yeah. That's one of the things that I love the most growing up here was it was what they did is what we did as a family. My dad enjoyed hiking and camping. And so that's what he took us on. And I have to admit, honestly, we have not done enough with our kids. And I'm actually thinking with current situation with the coronavirus right now that we should get out a little more. I mean, it's still, even though there's people out and about, you can still avoid them on trails and such. 
There's one in particular that I have absolutely enjoyed my whole life up here, and that is the James Irvine Trail. And it's a four and a half mile one way hike, and it's in Prairie Creek Redwoods State Park. And it takes you from kind of the road where you enter the park, a place called Elk Prairie, where there often are elk, and you can see elk. There's lots of wildlife you can see out in the state park. But you're hiking just through the redwood forest, beautiful trail, beautiful views, enjoying the trees. And the summer is always pleasant because the temperature's not cold, but it's not hot because you, you have this giant tree canopy above you and sun's not beating down on you either. So I loved that as a kid. We had so much fun. And I think it's one of those things as a parent, you're getting your kids out there, they're running around, they can run and, and do everything. And then as soon as you get in that car, within five minutes, they're asleep. And that way you get a little peace and quiet for yourself and you and your wife. Right? <laughs> yeah, we've actually not done that as a family yet, but I have every intention of doing that real soon, doing that whole hike. So it's funny, I, I guess I haven't mentioned this yet, but my wife and I actually adopted all three of our kids, a daughter and two boys, and they are now 13 nine and five, but we adopted them at 10, six and three. And so, um, my kids actually are not all that keen on hiking and they didn't really <laughs> grow up from day one hiking and, and being outdoors, but, um, usually with some gentle prodding, we'll get out and do some hiking. So we have gone to this place. And so at the very end of the James Irvine trail, I will probably consider the best place to visit in the entire County. And that is Fern Canyon absolutely stunning and it's not it's not a huge canyon it's a very small canyon it's called fern canyon but the walls are literally lined with ferns and there's a creek running through it um, you have the redwoods around you and above you and you can walk straight up through this and i always preferred hiking all the way from elk prairie head there and let that be like the end of the hike that's the goal is to get there but you can also drive out there too if you don't want to do a nine mile round trip hike you can drive and walk maybe a mile and a half total and enjoy Fern Canyon. And we have taken the kids there. Oh, right on. Yeah, no, that sounds amazing. It's one of those things where I love when I interview people like you that you hear about these just unique places that you're not going to find any place else in the world. And, you know, like you said, it's a five hour drive, whatever, but it's, I think you just need to go out there and explore and, and visit towns like yours and see these one things that you're not going to be able to see any place else. And that's really awesome. I do want to step back and say, I want to applaud you for being a, an adoptive parent. My brother was adopted, and it's awesome to see that you're you're providing this awesome life for them. Thanks. Yeah, it's been both the biggest blessing of our lives and also just a major challenge, which was something we knew we were walking into. It's been over two years now since our kids have been home with us, and things have really settled in, and I can't imagine life without them now at this point. Honestly, it's truly amazing. That's so cool. And they are doing well. It's We went to Instant Family. From zero kids to three, just like that with all three of them. They're all three siblings, so we adopted them all together. Oh, that's great. Well, I don't mean to change subject, but we only have a couple minutes left. I don't want to miss out on talking about some of the great food that's in the Humboldt and Ferndale. So what are a couple of your favorites before we head off? There's a handful of places that I really like up here. I am, I'm always one open to trying new foods, but I don't get out enough locally to see, see a lot. But there are, there are a handful of places I really do like that I will, will definitely recommend. If you come to Ferndale itself, the two places in particular I suggest you try for dinner is the Hotel Ivanhoe. It's at the end of town. It's one of the hot spots in terms of having a nice dinner here in Ferndale. The other one, my in-laws actually own a restaurant. They own the Ferndale Pizza Place. It's an excellent and very popular local spot as well. And people come from other towns to Ferndale just to enjoy pizza there. Nice. 
you get up to Eureka and other parts of the county, I really enjoy a place called Cafe Waterfront. It has seafood, has a bar. It's a nice little spot up pretty close to Humboldt Bay. And you can just walk out of there too and take a walk along the bay and see the marina. And I really like that spot. There's another one around the corner from there called Cafe Nooner. Those are kind of my two spots. And they're not especially expensive restaurants. Another one I've been to, I think it closed. I can't I can't recall, but there's a place up in Arcata called a Brute Season. I think that they shuttered their doors, which is one of the only fine dining spots I go to up there. Uh, there's one more up in Trinidad. It's called Seascape. And it's right next to the dock or the pier up there. And I just like the setting more so than the food. The food's okay. But the setting of, of this spot is really cool. And I've, I've been there several times and I've really enjoyed it because you have Trinidad Head, this rock headland essentially sitting out there off the coast and it's just a short distance from from the restaurant and parking lot there and then you also have the pier you can walk out the pier out there and the view back toward like mckinleyville on the beach is really cool from there and i've most of the time that we've been to trinidad we'll have lunch there that does sound like an ideal setting for having a nice meal it is ian i really appreciate you sharing all these tips and tricks for ferndale and humboldt county but now it's time for the final countdown so if somebody only had time for one meal in humboldt where should they go and what should they eat I'm going to have to go with the ones that I already recommended here in Ferndale. Hotel Ivanhoe is excellent, excellent for dinner. But if you're not looking at something that's mid-scale to fine dining, then uh, pizza is the best fallback in here in Ferndale Pizza. As much as I love pizza, because I, I look for any excuse to have pizza. But beyond that, if somebody was going to Hotel Ivanhoe, what should they eat there? So the Hotel Ivanhoe, their classic dish is their chicken cacciatore. So that's what I would suggest if you're heading there for dinner. Right on. That sounds delicious. So obviously you lived in the, the whole Humboldt and Ferndale area for a majority of your life. What's one of your most memorable stories of living there? This is in, in two parts, and I'll keep this as brief as possible. Now this is the final countdown. So when we moved here, they were in the middle of filming a movie here in town, and they were actually filming Outbreak. It was rather confusing why there was all this activity going on in town. When I was little, I hardly remember that. But years later, they filmed another movie, The Majestic, starring Jim Carrey. And that period, I was probably 12-ish at the time. The activity in town, the fake facades on buildings, and they covered over a parking lot with just this completely fake storefront. It was surreal. It was surreal. And Ferndale being a picturesque little town, it's been in, in multiple movies. And I just remember the feeling and the energy in town was just so different and unique at that time. And I actually got to meet Jim Carrey at one point between scenes uh, when I was a kid. How fun. Okay, well, speaking of happy times and, and good memories, where's the happiest happy hour in town? So you'll have to head to the Hotel Ivanhoe for that, but you can't take my personal word for it because I don't do a whole lot of social drinking. I can probably list on one or two hands the number of times I've been out and about and has always been traveling, but I know it's the local spot to go. The bar and dining room, it's a cool spot. They sometimes have live music and such, so I would highly recommend heading there. And I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one, but I have to ask it anyways. What's the best place for pepperoni pizza in town? It is absolutely Ferndale Pizza. So they are well known for having good pizza. Their typical pizza is uh, very thick, fluffy crusts, lots of cheese, lots of toppings. It's delicious. I enjoy the style. But if you don't like that heavy sort of pizza, they can totally make you a thin crust as well. Either one is fantastic. When I come visit, I'll just have to try both. Do it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that challenge. I'll take, I'll take that challenge. <laughs> well, obviously, you and I, we both uh, travel quite a lot. What's your best travel tip? Over the years, these past few years of traveling, I've really realized that not 
rushing through a place has become my best travel tip. And I have taken a couple of whirlwind trips in this past year as well, but learning from those, being able to take a step back and realize, you know what, we're here for three days or four days or however long you're, you're going to be here, but being able to, to not pack in too much, it gives you the time to just enjoy where you're at, what you're doing, who you're with, all that sort of stuff, rather than trying to stick to a very specific jam-packed itinerary. And even if you don't tick all the boxes and get to see everything, I find that the experience overall is just so much better if we're not rushing through. As a recent example, I took our older two kids to London for a few days. And one of the days I was just like, you know what? We're not going to keep pushing them through this. We're just going to take a step back and enjoy the afternoon walk in the park and and just taking it easy. And it, and it turned out great. It's like maybe we didn't do everything that I necessarily wanted to do or all the touristy stuff, but it just helps so much. It gives, gives you such a better experience. And I think it helps you not stress out as a parent too. And that might be <laughs> learning to travel with kids. So it's just like, you know what? Roll with the punches. Don't rush your stuff. Just enjoy the time. Yeah, absolutely. That's a very smart way to, to approach it. Especially when you're traveling with kids. If you've done it enough times, you start to know what their breaking point is. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you got to ease off the gas, man. Yep. Entirely. <laughs> well, speaking of families and, and traveling, stuff like that, your website is actually Family Flies Free. Can you tell us a little about yourself and what you do and what kind of content people can find at your site? My handle on Twitter is at Family Flies Free. And then I blog under the pseudonym Family Flies Free as part of the travel update channel on Boarding Area. I'd already been writing some family travel content for other blogs prior to that. But when I moved to writing for Family Flies Free, Heather and and Randy from Boarding helped me come up with a name and I already had a couple ideas, but it just fits since I'm I'm trying to do a a good amount of family travel content as well as other content. So I don't do entirely family travel content because I do enjoy writing about award programs and points and miles and how we manage to travel as much as we do as a fairly normal, typical family. So I have a whole mix of stuff, and I'll, and I'll write some news articles and stuff as well. At the core, though, I do like to talk about family travel tips and family travel experiences with my kids. I enjoy reading your content, so we'll definitely include a few links to some of the articles that, that you really enjoy in the show notes. So if, if somebody wanted to be able to reach out to you to find out a little bit more about Humboldt and Ferndale or just family travel, should they reach out to you on Twitter at the Family Flies Free uh, handle, or what's the best way to reach you? Twitter's fine. Tweet me or message me at Family Flies Free. You can also just comment on any of my articles, provide your email or ask for more information. And I'm at anything on Travel Update that I've written. You can get a hold of me that way. I also do have a Facebook page for my blog as well. That is facebook.com slash familyfliesfree. Right on. Again, we'll link to all those in the show notes. Ian, it's been a pleasure talking with you and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Thanks, Lee. Thanks so much for having me on. Big thanks to Ian for coming onto the show and sharing his tips for Humble. Show him some love by following him on Twitter at Family Flies Free. Send me a tweet at We Travel There to show your favorite thing about Humble. All the links we talked about today can be found at wetravelthere.com forward slash Humble. We want to say thank you to AwardWallet for being an affiliate sponsor of today's episode. It's my favorite way to track my airline miles, hotel points, and other loyalty programs. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash AwardWallet to start your free account today. Join us next time as we head to the Caribbean to visit Castries St. Lucia to speak with my new friend, Kiwa Simpson of discoverstlucatours.com. Kiwa and I talk about the Basilica of Immaculate Conception, spending a day at Vigi Beach, and exploring the Twin Volcanoes at Sufri. We hope you join us when we travel there. 
If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe that we don't miss any of our coming destinations. 